Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where you can find practical help for the heart and home as we ponder life from a biblical perspective, as well as a weekly digital dose of discipling to help equip us to be better effective in the opportunities that God places before us to further His kingdom. This is Moments with Moni, episode number 157. And now, a word from our sponsor. Not only is Moni a wonderful Bible teacher, but she has also made beautiful quilts. Back in July of 2020, I had the opportunity to interview Moni on my podcast, A Quilter's Life, where I get to interview the amazing people behind the beautiful quilts. If you would like to hear more about Moni's life, you can listen to her episode on A Quilter's Life, either on my website, aquilterslife.com, there's no spaces or apostrophe in the web address, or on your favorite podcast player. Also, if you're a quilter or know someone that is, please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, at aquilterslife.com. I'd love to hear your story. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest! Yes, it was wonderful to celebrate Palm Sunday with our church family this past Sunday. I hope you enjoyed that time. And now as we enter the Holy Week and remember what Christ has done for us, may you find grace and peace in Him as you spend time with your Savior, the lover of your soul. And because of what we've learned here in the book of Ephesians, may we look forward to all those spiritual blessings that God is holding for us, for now and also for our future, an inheritance within His hands that no one can take from us. Once again, I look forward to seeing my Savior Christ face to face. But I just got another tornado watch, that sound on my app that tells me, hey, keep looking up, watch out. I guess we're in for a few days here of some pretty extreme storms all the way from Texas through Oklahoma and Arkansas and up into Missouri, and then it'll travel east and north from there. If you live in any of those areas, one of the people that I like to listen to in regards to storms is Ryan Hall. He has a YouTube channel called Ryan Hall, y'all. He's helped me understand the storms and how they work. And and his motto is, don't be scared, be prepared. And he helps you do that while you watch and listen. Sometimes he even sees the tornadoes coming before we get the warnings on our apps down here. I love the system that's down here and realize there really isn't that much of a chance of being hit by a tornado. It seems very scary at times, and it seems like they're all over. But I was told there's a 99% chance that you won't get hit by a tornado. I've lived in many of the states in our country here, and growing up in California, I experienced many earthquakes. In Idaho, we survived many, many snowstorms and ice storms. So like Ryan Hall says... Don't be scared. Be prepared. And if you put your trust in Jesus Christ and you're going through the book of Ephesians with us or Revelation or the 
covenants, you might be able to say in your heart and soul and truly mean it, I'll see you here, there, or in the air. Your prayers would be appreciated for all of us down here in the South, and we'll be praying for you as well. All right, a quick review of last week's podcast. We touched on the great mystery. Well, it was a mystery to those in the Old Testament, but this mystery is not like the Agatha Christie novels that we're familiar with. In this sense, mystery meant a revealing, something that had not been revealed yet. But in the book of Ephesians, Paul makes it clear to those in Ephesus that the church was that mystery, that new thing that God is revealing in this book. And in verse 11, Paul reminds us that as believers, we're chosen by God in a preordained plan of his. Why? We're here to glorify him. God didn't really need anybody else. He's perfect in and of himself, but he wants to spend time with all of us in eternity, and he has invited us into a relationship with him for eternity. How awesome and special is that? And God did not leave us alone here on this earth until we get to heaven. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit as a down payment. That Holy Spirit speaks to us prays for us and with us, comforts us and helps us to comfort others. We were also reminded of our salvation and that we have an inheritance and that we are redeemed. Jesus paid that redemption price with his own blood. We thank you, Father, for making a way to get to a reconciled position with you through Jesus. And thank you, Jesus, for sacrificing your life for mine, as well as the church. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for preserving the work that you do in me until the day we all meet face to face, looking forward to eternal life spent with you. All of these things identify us as God's children. I'm a child of God. You, if you believe in him, you are a child of God an ambassador of his good will towards others. We're sojourners or travelers through this world, pointing others to Jesus, headed toward the heavenlies to live with God forever. I'm his and he is mine. My king shepherd will return soon for me to take me to live with him forever, never to leave his side again. He left me a comforter, that Holy Spirit, to lead me and guide me until his return. And he's doing the same for you. I've been chosen to be his daughter. Because of his foreknowledge, I'm a child of the king. My beloved is mine, and I am his. I'm accepted in the beloved. Have you ever spent time with other ladies in an intensive prayer weekend. I remember one. There was no fluff. We got down to work. We got down to prayer. We had fun. But prayer was our main work for this mountaintop experience, to encourage an attitude of prayer in the valley of our everyday life. As we continue in the chapter, Paul makes known to the Ephesians that he knows them for their faith that he is thankful for them, and that he is always in prayer for them. 
Many times our own prayers look a little different than what we read in the Bible. Sometimes we try to solve each other's problems or even try to teach each other in the prayer as we pray. But Paul sounded a little bit different. Let's go ahead and read that. Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto you all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places." far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Paul shared his own love for the Ephesians and also for us today as saints in Christ. And what he also wanted to share is that they, as we, might know and see God's power. He's not praying just for wisdom and revelation for us, but wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, that our eyes, the eyes of our understanding, might be enlightened that our minds and hearts would come to understand these three things that he lists. What the hope is of God's calling on our lives. What the riches of glory of his inheritance in the saints are. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. That we would realize how certain our heavenly destination is that we would know the priceless value of our salvation and what a priceless treasure we are to God. And because of God's power, we are transformed more into his image and experience that divine strength of God in our daily living. This same power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead and to set Jesus at God's right hand in the heavenly places. What a better week to be sharing this. There is not. We will be celebrating the Resurrection Sunday this week. And with that same power that God raised Jesus from the dead, he will raise us from the dead. Unless we're raptured out of here, it's a good time to make sure what our calling and election is. God tells us to do that. So how do we know that we really know God? Well, to know God, we need to belong to him, to have trusted our souls to Jesus, to have the wisdom and revelation of the Holy Spirit, to know the height, the breadth, the depth and width of God's love for us. To know his word is to know his heart. Jesus is the word of God. As we see Jesus, we see God's heart. Spending time with, communing with God in prayer 
and listening, obeying him in prayer aligns our hearts with his. So make that calling and election sure. Make sure you are saved in Christ. And then God, following him and his word, will lead us more and more into sanctification, being set apart for God. I guess we should define the term wisdom. It is the use or exercise of knowledge. What else did Paul pray for? He prayed for that our eyes would be open, enlightened to understanding, that the eyes of our heart or the core of our being would understand who God is and his wisdom, that we would be lined up with Jesus and that we would know the confidence produced within us by God's calling and our inheritance in him, calling to magnify and glorify God. Our eyes are enlightened with our inheritance that God has in store for us. Our eternal life is in Jesus. But do we really believe these things that are revealed in this passage? If we take a look at Romans chapter 8, It says, I reckon to take inventory means to reckon. It's not just a Southern term. I reckon that the sufferings of this world at this present time are not even worthy to be compared to the glory that is to be revealed in us. And 1 John 3, 2 tells us, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. When we see Jesus, we will be as he is. And First Peter 1, 3 tells us, If our hopes in Jesus were limited to this life, then indeed we should be most pitied. For we go through the sufferings that identify us with Jesus. But behold this life, unlike the heathen's, We have hope, says Ephesians 2.12. So as you walk through this week, this holy week, remembering what Jesus did on the cross for us, the suffering that he went through on our behalf, remember that there is true hope of eternal life in him, that we have spiritual blessings in heavenly places, that you are chosen to be his before time began, that you have the Holy Spirit power living inside of you, that you are predestined because of his foreknowledge, God's foreknowledge of what we would choose. We are adopted into his family. We are part of the family of God. We are the bride of Christ when we walk in our bridegroom, in his love and the acceptance of his redemption. Yes, those are big words and big terms. May our eyes and the eyes of our heart be enlightened with wisdom and knowledge that we may walk in God's word and have confidence in him. I'll be keeping you in prayer this week. Please keep us in your prayers as well. God bless you and happy Resurrection Sunday. I'll see you here, there or in the air. If you enjoy what you're hearing here on the podcast, I invite you to share it with a friend. I also invite you to go to the blog at momentswithmoni.com where you can buy me a coffee or support me through a monthly membership. Just hit the big yellow button on the blog. 
Thanks again for listening to Moments with Moni.